Welcome to What's the Story, Pekin, a podcast where we share stories about what's happening in Pekin as told by their authors. These are the people who are at the center of many local events. They are in the know and here to share their story, their role in it, and the possibilities of things to come. I'm Gary Gillis, your host, and welcome to today's show. Well, today my guest is someone I've looked forward to interviewing for a long time. Uh, he's at the forefront of some things happening in the community. So welcome to What's the Story Peak and to Tony Howard, the Executive Director of Emergency and Support Services at Unity Point Health Pekin and the on-site administrator. On-site administrator, yeah. Well, welcome, Tony. I'm glad you're here. I uh, wanted to ask you the first question because people have posed the same question to me to, and, and have asked me to ask you this is, when are you going to change the sign that it was in a car accident or whatever uh, on Court Street? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, yeah, our, our sign was on a little bit of a fender bender. Um, so we are replacing it with a, a very large digital sign. Um, so we're, we're going to be able to um, put some messages up there for the community that, so they know what's going on when our uh, health fairs are, things like that. Um, unfortunately, you know, it's taken a while to get this thing ordered and get it uh, delivered. Uh, you will see the sign coming down uh, probably within the next two weeks and a small temporary sign going up Good. while we're still waiting on the digital uh, sign to get here. Okay. Well, there's one significant question for the community that's been, that's been answered. I also know the other discussion is there will be pending changes in health delivery, uh, and I know there's little you can share, but could you bring us perhaps up to date or share with us what you can? Okay, so um, yeah, as, as as we announced earlier in the year, we are going to be uh, looking at affiliating with uh, Carl Clinic in uh, Champaign-Urbana. Um, and just so everyone knows, it is an affiliation. People are saying it's a acquisition, things like that, but it's an affiliation. Okay. So I think that's what's important. So um, you know, we're still going to have our own board um, in in here in Central Illinois. So I think that's important to know. But unfortunately, we're still doing due diligence, so I really can't talk a lot about it. But there will be some exciting announcements coming because it's going to do a lot of good. Good. Well, that was kind of my next question, and and I could perhaps frame it a little differently. Uh, yeah, I've been in Pekin a little over 40 years, and the one comment, the underlying critique, if you will, or this myth, I'll call it, is that uh, Pekin Hospital is not quite up to par with its Peoria counterparts. And I, I would assume that there are changes afoot that would address that. Is there anything you can share about, about that? Well, I know people's perceptions are their perceptions, sure. but that is just not true. Um, when you uh, look at Pekin Hospital, we're doing a lot of great work down there. Um, there's a lot of the same uh, specialty providers that are at your Peoria hospitals, at OSF, they're at mm -hmm. Unity Point Methodist, they're at Proctor, but they're also those pro same providers come down to the Pekin campus. So you see some of the same doctors. Um, now that we have three hospitals, Unity Point has three hospitals, Methodist, Proctor, and Pekin, you're gonna see some of the same staff. You may go to the uh, Pekin emergency room Great. today, mm -hmm. and then you may go a month later to Proctor, and you may have the same nurse, because we do rotate staff amongst all the campuses. Sure. And that helps uh, staff stay uh, more than know on up and coming technologies, disease processes, things like that, because you're able to see a broader spectrum of things. Okay. Speaking of staffing, is there an issue with uh, physician recruitment or other things that would apply here, or will that affiliation address that, hopefully? 
that's that's one of the things we hope that that addresses. But it is a, a national problem that we're sure. seeing with uh, nurses, all healthcare workers, X-ray techs, respiratory therapists, and physicians. We're really starting to see it with physicians. There's just a lot of physicians that are retiring, and there's not a lot of new ones taking over. Um, so we have been able to supplement some of those things with newer technology. For instance, we have uh, tele neuro services at Pekin Hospital, and we also use those on our Proctor campus and Methodist campus as well, to where um, with technology improving, you can have a physician that's in Minnesota at Mayo Clinic, you know, evaluate a patient at the bedside at, at um, Pekin Hospital. So uh, technology has done tremendous things to help move healthcare along and help with the shortage as well. Good. Well, I remember, gosh, reading several years ago that the perhaps coming trend with the advent and the increased application of technology to, to medical services, that you could actually have a diagnosis made here in Pekin and perhaps share it with professionals worldwide. So exactly. that while we slept or your primary care physician slept, that there'd be somebody on the other side of the world that were perhaps were exactly looking at the right. files. Yep. So that is kind of now the thing today that we'll hopefully see going, uh, going forward. Um, what about emergency room care? I, I don't know if this applies to Pekin, but every once in a while I'll, I'll hear somebody vent about long wait times and you can't control what happens in a given day or evening with people having those needs. But is there something to, to add with that? Well, um, just speaking particularly about the Pekin emergency room, uh, we see a lot of patients. We probably see about 26,000 patients a year. Mm. It's a very busy emergency department. Um, it has some of the most experienced ER nurses in the city, and that's looking at all the other ERs, OSF, Methodist. When you look at the longevity at Pekin Hospital, it's a lot of longevity, a lot of skilled nursing staff down there. And they have additional credentials. They're trauma nurse specialists. They have their uh, TNS. They're uh, uh, credentialed in pediatrics. Um, and the Pekin ER is a very special ER. A uh, lot of skills down there, and I mean, if you're going to have an emergency, you should be at Pekin. That's right. what I say. Right. Well, and speaking of that as an extension, um, let's say a person has emergency services needs. Will the EMTs or the on-site professionals then be able to make some kind of calls, given that you have that kind of heightened level of talent and expertise in the nursing profession, perhaps make a call and say, no, we're not going to Peoria. They'll have better care and quicker care. Right. right here. Well, that's one thing that we did change. Um, there is an EMS regulation that uh, ambulances are supposed to go to the nearest hospital. Sure. You know, and we did have a problem where, well, my physician, an ambulance would pick up a patient, and they would say, well, my physician's at Methodist. I want to go to Methodist ER. And then so that ambulance, you know, they used to take that patient to the Methodist ER. So now you have an ambulance that's leaving the city. So now they're not here for the right. next emergency that right. happens. So one of the things that we did is we really challenged uh, some of the ambulance services that they need to follow the EMS state regulations and go to the nearest hospital, which is Pekin. And um, I think a lot of people have been surprised that, they're getting the care that they need. Sometimes they get admitted, sometimes they get discharged. And if they do need to be admitted and maybe we don't offer those services at Pekin Hospital, then they'll get transferred to another facility that offers those services. Okay. But I think we've made a, a huge change um, with just the ambulance service and the perception in the community. I mean, it, it is a disservice to the community if you have to take an ambulance 
out of the community over to the Peoria, the other side of the river, because they're just they're just out of the area. They're not available for the next call. Because sure. when they come to the ER, we want to get report from them, take that patient, and get them back on the streets again. Well, I know, having myself and like a lot of other people at times, fortunately, infrequently in my case, that are hospitalized. And if it's in Peoria, that's just a little more taxing on the family. Whereas when it's in Pekin, it's been pretty quick and easy and allows for visiting, et cetera. Uh, speaking of that, with COVID now supposedly behind us, uh, visiting issues, those kind of things have been addressed and are pretty much in our past, or there's still restrictions that are required? No, we don't have any visitor restrictions, so we're fully open for visitors. Um, the only thing, the state still mandates that you have to wear a mask in healthcare facilities. So sure. right now in Illinois, we're still having to wear the wear a mask in there. So yeah. hopefully that'll pass soon, but uh, yeah. I still have to wear a mask. I went to my primary care uh, physician for a physical the other day and, you know, they had the masking requirements and there's so many great people around there. I haven't seen their face now in years. So yeah. I was yeah. hoping that would, that would change, but I understand that, especially after what all we've, we've gone through. The other thing in, in medical care has been in, in recent years with technology, since we were talking about that, um, the issue of medical record keeping and and information sharing, et cetera. So, you know, there isn't any confusion from a standpoint of one diagnosis to another or a change in health history. Has that improved and are things in the works that'll make it even better? Well, I think security on our our, um, uh, medical record is super tight, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that they do constantly with the staff is they kind of uh, send out these phishing emails to make sure that we don't uh, actually click on an email link that's going to put our organization at risk. Mm -hmm. So that we are constantly doing education with the staff on what you can do with email technology to, to uh, protect our entire EMR because you don't want someone breaking in your system. But we are constantly educating the staff on that and just putting in security walls, things like that, to just to protect the records. Okay. Well, how about when it comes to, to care? Are there any certain types of uh, specialties or care that have been added in recent years or that the community should be aware of? Because what happens is the mindset is, well, they don't have this or they don't have that. You have to go somewhere else. And unless you're really researching it, you may not know that it's right here right. locally. Right. When you look at our, our imaging department, for example, at, at Pekin Hospital, mm -hmm. we have state-of-the-art imaging. Our MRI is the newest MRI in central Illinois, and we're actually Great. getting an additional upgrade to it uh, that was provided by the Pekin Foundation that's going to make it the fastest MRI in central Illinois. Great. Um, we've added a brand new DEXA unit. Our, our women's services has all the, the high-tech women imaging from mammography to DEXA that uh, all the Peoria hospitals have. Um, we added a spec CT scanner um, at Pekin Hospital, which is brand new. Uh, we added a brand new CT scanner. Um, let's see, we had some uh, new um, cardiac stress test imaging that we just installed there as well. So all the imaging is state-of-the-art. Okay. So when you look at um, imaging equipment across all the enterprise, Pekin Hospital has the latest and greatest in all the imaging. Good. What about treatment facilities and therapeutics, that type of thing? That's something that has changed probably a little bit. If you mm -hmm. look at like cancer treatments, things like that, you know, sure. we do have, uh, you know, you'll go to the Methodist campus for a specific type of cancer treatments, things like that. Um, some of that has to do with cost of drugs. Um, 
we're able on the Methodist campus to get some discounted drugs just because of our high uh, Medicaid population. So um, that's some of the reasons why we uh, have some services offered on some campuses and not on other campuses just to make it more cost effective for the patient. Sure, sure. On a, on a broader level, they'll take that 30,000 foot view or even higher satellite view. What are some of the things, some of the trends in healthcare in general for the country? things that are changing and what people should expect as, as the, kind of the, the uh, rapidity of, of uh, delivery of services and technology as those things are evolving, it seems like, overnight. And, and we're starting to see that already with virtual visits with your doctor. There's mm -hmm. some people are starting to do that. I mean, and we're doing a lot of that at Unity Point to where um, instead of actually going in the doctor's office, you're going to get your phone out and you're going to call your doctor and you're going to have a face to face. And there'll be some apps that you can, um, you know, put some devices on your finger to measure your, your pulse, things like that. That's where you're going to see is most of that that virtual um, health care is what you're going to see. I would think that would be cost savings from the standpoint of an emergency room visit oh, or other definitely. things most where definitely. you can just call and get that comfort. Is that a 24-hour service or how does that work? Uh, right now, it's not a 24-hour service. It's only during certain times of the day, mm -hmm. uh, but eventually I think it will be a 24-hour service, yeah. you yeah. know, where you have a uh, nurse triage, if you will, and you, you speak to a nurse and then they would direct you on what to do. Yeah, I would think I can imagine someone waking up at three in the morning during a snowstorm and not knowing what to do and to be right. able to call someone to give them at least some direction and therefore comfort right would be much appreciated so we look forward to that any other trends you can think of that are happening um what we're seeing i think in the industry if you want to know what, what i see uh in healthcare, i mean staffing is definitely an issue workplace violence has been a huge issue with healthcare. Mm. um we just have a very large behavioral health population that that's something the whole country is dealing with is we just do not have enough services for rehab patients. Mm -hmm. And so where do they go? Do they go to the emergency rooms, you know, and then emergency rooms have to try to find placement and try to find services for these people. And, but that's one thing that uh, unity point is really, um, owning and that's with it's, it's called unity place. That's our behavioral health division. And so we're really looking at building up the outpatient services, for those patients so maybe they come in to the emergency room for their uh, behavioral health crisis but then we're able to get them that follow-up care that they need in that outpatient setting because if you don't have follow-up care then guess what you're just going to repeat the cycle and back in the emergency room well there's been a lot in the headlines lately about um, the impact on, on youth with depression and other yes. anxiety led things most um, stemming perhaps from the pandemic and the need to go virtual and lack of socialization etc uh, have you seen an uptick in that and how is that being addressed that's exactly yeah, that's what we're seeing right now is mm -hmm. we have a very high um behavioral health need in this community and that's all the eds are pressured with behavioral health patients um i know the methodist campus you know it's it's no big deal for them to see up to 25 behavioral health patients a day, and that's just wow. unheard of. Wow. But it, it is, like you said, it's the pandemic, that socialization. Um, we had um, one of our psychiatrists that made this prediction right when the pandemic started back in 2020 that you will see a huge increase a year and a half down the road, and we are starting to see that now. Wow. That's that's a shame as an outcome of something that was, you know, sad in itself. So yes. hopefully there'll be some, some uh, headway made in that. Tony, are there some things or something about Pekin Hospital that you would like the community to know? Something perhaps that they just don't understand or an image that they uh, perhaps have been misdirected by or anything to that effect? 
Well, I, I just want everyone to know that Pekin Hospital is it's alive and thriving. It's extremely busy. We have Great. a lot of inpatients. We're we have a lot of outpatients. The ER volume is very busy. Um, we actually have a lot of patients that may they may start off at the Methodist ER, and because beds are not available in Peoria, they actually mm -hmm. get transferred to Pekin. And I think once we have those people from the Peoria side come to the Pekin Hospital, they're like. Well, this is a good kept yeah. secret over yeah. here, you know? So, I mean, they love the nursing staff. They love the service that they're getting. Um, in our ER, it's a, one of the top 10% in the country when it comes to patient satisfaction. So I think, um, I don't think people realize in the Pekin community what a great community asset they have sure. in Pekin Hospital. I mean, uh, there are some services that we don't provide anymore. We don't provide inpatient pediatric service, but the volume was low, and we have a pediatric hospital at OSF, and we have pediatric services at Methodist, so it was something that we did choose to mm -hmm. eliminate, but we still see a high pediatric volume in the ER and in our outpatient imaging and stuff. Um, so I think I just want the community to, to really recognize what they have. They have a full functioning hospital here sure. in Pekin that can really take care of their needs. And it's important that they know they can come to Pekin and if the service is not there, but they, we, they will, we will get them to where they need to get, get go, uh, to get the correct service. Sure. Well, I am a, I guess, converted Pekinite. I grew up in the Chicago suburbs. Uh, when I go back to visit uh, after about half a day of traffic and headaches, it's like, get me home. And when it comes to healthcare where I live, if you had to go to an emergency room, you had quite a drive. Then you had to look at your watch at what time of day it was because given traffic, et cetera, mm -hmm. you might take you a long time to get there. And I think that's something that we tend to overlook. Uh, fortunately, I've never spent a night in Pekin Hospital uh, or any others, uh, but I've used the... Uh, you know, the outpatient care, I've been very impressed with, uh, you know, the timeliness and, uh, you know, how it's been very well run. Uh, matter of fact, a little buzzer thing to let me know that my loved one was available for me to come visit. One of the things you get when you order pizza and right, wait for right. a little late thing. But I was very impressed with the level of service and uh, the care they gave and the compassion they gave to you as someone waiting for someone who's... Uh, under care at that at that moment so i really appreciate it i know we've been blessed as a community i think since like 1903 it traces his history back right. quite a, quite a ways and uh I, I think we sometimes take for granted how fortunate we are to have that level of care i mean just minutes away so i, I thank you for that on behalf of the community uh anything else you want to share um well well we're uh looking to build a um patient advice community advisory board and so we did pass out some flyers at the marigold parade and so we're hoping that people give us a call and we'll join that committee and help us uh improve the care at pekin hospital is there a way they can contact you yes they can uh contact me and my uh, number is 309-671-2968 okay and ask for tony howard yep just ask okay. for tony i appreciate that well, Tony, I, I'm glad you were able to come in today. I know you've had a very busy schedule, and I've been wanting us to have you here for a long time. So I appreciate you taking the time of uh, your busy day to, to be here. Thank you for all that you do uh, and for the level of service. And we look forward to having you back again when you can share a lot more of this issue that's, that's coming up. Uh, it's affiliation, and it'll be exciting. I'm looking forward to that, and I know the community is as well. Yes, yes, so thank you uh, most very much. definitely. I'll we'll, be back. Well, thank you, and thank you to uh, Mike Eaton, uh, my producer, who 
brings his equipment in here and gets it set up in a matter of minutes. It's uh, talk about a study and efficiency. Uh, and thank you to the Pekin Library for always providing the space here in the passport room. Uh, and thank you to you, the listeners, for joining us. Uh, we welcome your comments, input, and ideas as uh, who you'd want to perhaps uh, have in one of the podcasts uh, by sending that to Pekin Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you and have a great day.